0: Don't be scared. Mm -mm, Don't be scared.
1: And now, the
2: BGC Sports Network presents The Shake Back, back, Back
1: with Willie Epting Jr. Here
2: we go, baby. And everybody in the world knows what that sound is. That is none other than the cash register going ballistic as uh, Patrick Mahomes has signed his deal. We're going to get into that here in just a moment. Before we go any further in this first episode, it is being brought to you by the Big Game Christian Sports Network. It is settled. Join us Saturday, July 18th for the inaugural broadcast of kick the narrative live from the life in Christ family church in Lancaster, Texas with special panel guests, apostle urban Brown from, uh, the senior pastor of life in Christ family church and James wall of James wall insurance. That will be taking place on Saturday, uh, July the 18th at 3 PM right here on the BGC sports network. Willie Epting jr. Shakeback Sports Show, BGC Sports Network, to the dopest engineer in the game. Big day, what's going on? I got the fellas with me. Corey Ellison, what's happening, dog? What's good, my man? Ain't nothing, man. You ready to get into this?
0: Yeah, Sersky. let's do this.
2: Mark and Huff, defensive back, all, everything. What's happening, dude? What's up? <laughs> what's up? <laughs> All right, man. So, yeah, the cash register was ringing a few minutes or a few seconds ago as we getting ready to dive into this contract, this epic contract, this monumental contract quarterback from the Kansas City Chiefs. I hate them. Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP. I hate them. Uh, 2018 MVP winner. I hate them. And Quest said in a couple of shows ago, uh, they may as well just go ahead and back up the truck and tell that dude to go ahead and uh, fill in what you want to fill in. So the numbers are, the specs are 10 uh, a 10 year extension bringing the overall contract to 12 years as he still has 2 years left on his rookie deal. 503 million $503 million dollars guaranteed quest you played for the chiefs you said this was
3: going to happen tell us why i mean it, it happened because really this the start of his career if i want everyone to just really put this in context he didn't came out. He he been, he credited himself as a legend within three years. If he has an average career for the rest of his year, if he played for 15 more years, just having average years, he still is going to be a Hall of Famer. This guy, he's come out. He's incredible. He changed the whole dynamic of the NFL. Like, you think now, like, people want to go out there and find quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes, people that can imp- improvise and throw an 80-yard bomb. It's not too many people that can do that with consistent accuracy and, and great decision-making and what he does he goes out there and he elevates everybody else's play everyone's on that team if this was man, their attributes just was plus 10 like this guy's he's a game changer he's a he, he he's a game record like he comes out there and really literally does whatever he wants to do with the football play uh, with the football and makes a uh, ton of plays on a consistent basis um, this is the smartest thing the chief can do I mean could have done and I'm extremely proud of the guy
2: well I hate them okay <laughs> and I, and just in case you didn't know I hate the Kansas City Chiefs but everything that you said that was gonna happen happened and uh, everything that you said that needed to happen happened Corey step up to the mic bro um is this, I mean, I guess questions answer the question on whether or not uh, Mahomey deserved it. Um, so I'm not going to really waste your time with that question. But what I will ask you is this Do you think this deal is going to adversely affect the Chiefs' ability to pay other free agents or add other free agents, like they got the Chris Jones situation, who many consider him to be the second best player on that team? Do you think this is gonna adversely affect them as far as being able to get some other, uh, get some other guys signed?
0: That I absolutely, absolutely don't think it will. Um, this deal, man. I don't know who came up with this blueprint. Um, this is the first time we've seen a deal like this in our lifetime, and I'm pretty sure that going forward that other GMs and owners are going to try to uh, do the same type of thing. Uh, everyone is looking at the the, the big number, $503 million. But as you break the contract down and really look, it's really helping the Kansas City Chiefs organization with a salary cap every year. I just kind of looked at what he's getting and how it affects the salary cap versus like what Dak Prescott is about to get. That's going to cost more against the salary and then so like I said everybody's looking at the 503 million but the way they structured it and the way it's set up year by year they're still going to have the money to do what they need to do to get the players signed I think it was a brilliant move with how they did it and like I said I think going forward you'll see other GMs and owners doing the same thing or trying to do the same thing if the player has that potential
2: well, and I'm glad you mentioned uh, your quarterback, Dak Prescott, because we have a special guest coming on in the second segment. Uh, one of my homies from high school. Uh, he's a mad Cowboy fan as well. But the deal is structured, as you said, Corey, it's very team friendly. And in essence, what's going to happen, in my opinion, that probably after the fourth year, and we're talking about uh, 2024, or maybe even 2025. I believe that they're gonna rip that deal up. But here's what, here's how it breaks down, and it's crazy because you people we focus on the big number, but the big number it it, it is what it is. But the way that they tailored it, it's very very team friendly. So let's just go through it real quick. Base salary 2020 825 thousand, 2021 990 thousand, 2022 1.5 million. 2023 5.5 million but then in 2024 his base salary actually goes down to 2.5 million and then again in 25 and 26 and then it skyrockets to 10 million 13 million 20.5 27 and then rounds out at 38 million but the deal is is this is that he's going to get a signing bonus of four and a half million for 2020 two million dollars for 21 22 and 23 as well as 24 but here is the number and it does not go against the salary cap because it's a bonus. Twenty-one million eight hundred thousand in 2021. Twenty, almost 28 million in 2022. 2023, 34 point, actually 35 million, and then 2024, 35 million again. But in 2025 and 2026 and 2027. It's like this. Basically, uh, the highest number of that is uh, 49.4 million as a roster bonus and then a $550,000 workout bonus. By then, that deal, I guarantee you, would have been, would have, if, this, if this dude stays injury-free, by the time he gets that 26-year mark or 2026 season, that deal is going to be ripped up. And they're going to start a new deal because they're going to ensure that that dude does not ever become uh, uh, underpaid for the things that he's done. Quest, you know about how these these uh, workout bonuses kind of work. So what is what is it that entails or what does that involve when uh, when when a person or when a player gets the workout bonus? What do they have to do to actually actually reach that?
3: To reach a workout bonus is You just show up to your OTAs You know OTAs uh, Generally they start Um Let me say sometime in April. They start around April 20th. You start April 20th, and they go and probably to the middle of June. Then after June, then you come back from fall camp in late July. So, And all it is is something that he was going to do anyways. He's going to show up to OTAs. He's going to go out there, and when you are allowed to be on the field, he's going to throw to his teammates. He's going to be there and be a great leader. I haven't been in no locker room where the starting quarterback and the leader of your team has not been at, at OTAs. So that that's just because they want to give him some extra money, which is lovely. When you when we play for the team, they just want to hand you out pennies whenever they possibly can. I mean, I I would love to be that guy.
2: Uh, yeah, and Corey, you know, looking at it from the perspective and the lens that we do, um, the OTAs is really OT well OTAs is not it's it's mandatory, right, Quest? No,
3: it's, it's voluntary. Oh, thank Okay. Uh, yeah, veteran mini camp is, is mandatory, and fall camp is mini, is mandatory. Uh, OTAs is voluntary. Okay, Corey, so
2: um, obviously you knew that and I didn't, so you probably are um, <laughs> more adept in, in that particular subject. But, you know, as, as just being able to show up and get, you know, 500 stacks, man, what would you, I mean, how... I'm, I'm going to ask you this Would you be like me And I would be like Yo I'm just going to sleep in my car And then just work walk, walk to the facility And work out How would you approach that Corey
0: Man I'm sleeping on the doorstep um, <laughs> With my sleeping bag And <laughs> a onesie
3: Waiting I, I tell you this much If they pay me that much Y'all just going to create me a room In the building I'm not going nowhere <laughs> I sleep in the equipment room <laughs> I need you to rub my back Put me in my onesie
2: <laughs> All <of it. laughs> All right, so let's just Man, y'all got me tripping over here All right, so let's just run down some fast facts about Patrick Mahoney. Um, He's already set so many records Already Only into his fourth season The fastest player to 4,000 yards uh, In 13 games or less broke the season record for the chiefs passing record or touchdown record with which was 31 uh, by Lynn Dawson he did that through week 10 of the 18 season when he finished with with 50. Um. Also, tied Lynn Dawson for <laughs> most touchdowns in a game. He did that against the Steelers back on the September the 16th of 2018. And that, that game was actually on TV. And I remember watching it. And I was like, okay, the Steelers are going to get to him. They're got. They going to get to him. But he just riddled them for six touchdowns and, what, over 400 yards passing. Um, Three-time FedEx Air Player of the Week in 2018. 2, 7, and 8. Those were those weeks. Uh, Actually... <laughs> through 26 touchdown passes and 2,800 yards week through week eight of the 2018 season, the most passing touchdowns and passing yards in a player's first nine career games in the Super Bowl era. And his overall totals, man, as far as the NFL goes, man, this dude is uh, <laughs> he has passed for 9,412 yards. 76 touchdowns, only 18 picks, has a passer rating of 109 and a completion percentage of 65.9 so uh, the question that I was going to ask earlier based on everything that we just went through
3: Quest, did he deserve it? Oh yes, absolutely if they would have gave him 900 million I could sit here and disagree with it did he deserve it?
0: <laughs>
3: Corey, did he deserve it?
0: 100% man He does And For you my brother you got 10 more years
2: Wait a minute You broke up Say that again please Cause I I, I think I know What you're about to say
3: <laughs> You got 10 more years Looking at that man It's true
2: 12 well, more. Mm. Oh yeah Did we mention Also that in the contract He has an old Trade clause
3: Yep. Oh, lovely!
2: Yeah, yeah. It's safe to say that um, uh, we're gonna need somebody to break his legs, but on a good, clean hit. And I need to happen. I need that for the hap- to happen in probably like week seven of the uh, 2020 season. So, Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs traded up from the 27th overall pick all the way up to 10, switching places with Buffalo. And uh <laughs> that was the second quarterback taken in the draft. And I'm just gonna run down the first the first nine picks before Patrick Mahomes Mahomes went at ten. Miles Garrett, I'll take that. <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky, Solomon Thomas, Leonard Fournette, Corey Davis, Jamal Adams, Mike Williams, Christian McCaffrey, John Ross? Oh my gosh. Oh, good old JR. And then Patrick Mahomes went at number 10. So, good stuff as always, fellas, man. I appreciate y'all's contribution on that. So, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more Patrick Mahomes in the next segment uh, as we have a special guest, Keith Madison, Sergeant Major Keith Madison, uh, my big homie from Washita uh, Parish High School. We graduate together, so he is a Cowboy fan. We're going to compare or uh, we'll talk about Dak uh, and, 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 this, and this contract with Mahomes. So, for my question, Huff. Big day. Dover's engineer in the game. Corey Ellison, Willie M T Jr., Shakeback Sports Show. Y'all come on back and holler at us. Like Quinn. Yeah buddy Diamonds Are forever And family Loyalty And all that Good stuff Man from Guru This is Willie Epting Junior Back on The Shakeback Sports Show Second segment Which is being Brought to you By Caught Feeling stressed Well you are Not alone so call Carter Paws. Carter Pause is pro- committed to providing groups, ministries, and businesses with great space solutions. So visit CarterPaws.org today and discover real solutions for life. Pandemic, racial injustice, all this crap that's going on, people leaving and getting their, get, uh, uh, getting their jobs taken away from them. If you got stress, holler at my people at Carter Pause, man. They will get you straight. Willie F.T. Jr., Marquesson and Huff. Corey Ellison, big day, the dopest engineer in the game. Sports fans all over the rock. What is going on? We have a special guest courtesy of the BGC Sports Fork Talk Eatery Sports Hotline where the food is hashtag Forking Delicious. This man coming to the stage has served in the United States Army for more than 20 plus years. He is my big homie. Uh, We graduated from Ouachita Paris High School together way back in 19... Keith Madison, what's going on, man? What's going on, brother? Appreciate man. you for having me. Yes, sir, man. I appreciate you taking the time out, man, to join us on this program. And uh, as I was telling the boys, Quest and, and, and Corey, that you are a crazy Cowboy fan along with them. And as we were discussing the Patrick Mahomes contract, um, you came to my mind when I talked about it on on Facebook earlier in the week. So here we are. Here we are What's good
1: Everything alright Oh yeah Everything's going good
2: Very good Very good man So Quest say what's up man What's up What's up What's up Corey what's going down Nothing man (laughs) He said nothing Corey didn't Didn't you say On break or off air That you had to Pull over for this one
0: yeah, man, because I don't need my blood pressure rising or me getting frustrated behind the wheel. So I just did the correct and adult thing. I just pulled over.
2: Well, let's see how far I can get that blood pressure raised up. Before we get into some Dak talk uh, with our guest, Keith Madison, um, we're just going to finish up talking about Dak. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, Patrick Mahomey and his deal. Um, Look, I want to ask you this, Keith. You know about the deal that Patrick Mahomes signed, Super Bowl MVP from this past Super Bowl. um. A lot of people have him favored. I'm gonna get y'all, each one of y'all's answers on this, but they, a lot of people have him favored to win the MVP in 2020, and we've seen it before. But we also know that things can happen. If he does not take home this award, who is the best case uh, person that can make the best case to actually get this award? Let's start with our special guest, Keith. What's up, Keith?
1: the person to make the best case if he doesn't get it yeah oh that that's a little i guess that's a little tricky because like i said you, you never know what happens i'm not gonna say that because i'm a die-hard cowboys fan or anything like that or here whatever, we but go i would I, <laughs> I would feel like the new england Patriots. they were there they dropped off they don't have tom brady and all that stuff anymore so to have a, a person just named to be the, the favorite after him, I, I don't really see one right now. But, I mean, anything's possible, though.
2: Well, uh, I heard somebody say that Cam Newton could be up for that award as a long
3: shot. Uh, that,
1: that, that's that's a, that's a stretch.
3: Yeah, yeah. Chris, what say you? Uh, I'm going I'm to go out on the limb right here and say... Uh, Russell Wilson. I mean, I like what he did this year. Uh, he was really in the running to be MVP this year if it wasn't for my boy Lamar Jackson. Just throw that out there. Shout out. Uh, oh, boy. But uh, he had a, he had an excellent uh, excellent year and uh, if it wasn't for the year that Lamar Jackson had, but I think hands down they would have gave it to Russell this year and I believe him coming back next year, especially if he gets him uh So if Josh Gordon comes back and they do resign him, then I believe that if he comes back with a, a straight mind and give him another target to throw the ball. I love DK Metcalf. I love what he's been doing and only in his rookie year. So, with that being said, I have to say Russell Wilson. Corey, you going to be a homer or what? Have we ever had a
0: back-to-back uh
2: I think the last back-to-back MVP or uh MVP may have been I want to say
3: <laughs>
2: Brett Favre or maybe Peyton Manning.
0: I'm sticking with Lamar Jackson, man.
3: I love it. Love it.
0: Sticking with Lamar Jackson. I think he he came out, did his thing. He had a chip on his shoulder. He showed the world what he could do because everybody discounted him and said he couldn't be a quarterback. He went out and did his thing and of course, man, you got to take your lumps in the league. You know, you got to you gotta take some losses before you get there. He took his, I think it just made him even more hungry. So I think he's going to come out and just do what he did and above this year. I, I,
1: I I like I like that explanation, but with the Russell Wilson, I'm a Russell Wilson fan. But I think stuff will have to align for him. I mean, because like you said, Quest, he had a, he had a great year, but things will have to align exactly the same way for that to happen. And I don't I don't know if the Seahawks have all that, but Lamar Jackson, if he does exactly what he did last year with the same team he has, I mean, I, I could go with that. And
2: and the last person or the last player to actually win back to back MVP awards that was Peyton Manning. 08 09 when he was with the Colts Uh, a funny tidbit about Russell Wilson do you guys know that he has never been in the conversation or as as far as voting goes for the MVP award not one time not once you said in the conversation in the conversation as far as vote go votes go Uh, okay yeah 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 never
1: I, I thought. I mean, I know that not maybe not as far as the voting being given, but I thought he was um, getting serious consideration last year.
2: Yeah, but he he didn't get any votes though. That's what I'm saying. Okay. That's the caveat gotcha. with that. <laughs> all right. So once again, we have on the phone fl- on <coughs> on the phone with us Keith Madison, Quest Corey Ellison. Man, we all here doing our thing, man. Courtesy of the BGC Sports. Fork Talk EV Sports Hotline Where the food is Hashtag and Delicious So we gonna move on To the Cowboys man And um, I'm about to have Some fun with this (laughs) Keith Madison Is a crazy cowboy fan Corey Ellison Is a crazy cowboy (laughs) fan And uh, uh, Marquesson Huff Is a crazy truthful cowboy fan So In light of Keith The deal that we just saw Patrick Mahomes get What does this do For Dax Camp in Dallas.
1: I can't say it really does anything because Jerry Jones is a, a hard headed person. I, I tell the truth too, whether I'm die hard or not. Mm. Jerry Jones is not, a hard headed person. Not. And I I don't, I don't believe that Dak Prescott was going after that type of money. He he was trying to set a precedence in four years. Jerry Jones saying we want you, we want you, we want you and everybody keeps saying, Well, why don't he just sign for the five five years? Well, he already played on one year based off their turn. Why can't he ask for his turn for the four years? Because he wanted when he goes into his thirty year thirty, he wants to be able to have another contract because they're going to um, renegotiate on um, the CBA and all that kind of stuff. So my thing is, if Jerry Jones is serious and say Dak is my future, they should give it to him whether it's going to be that four year or even if they want to raise the money much higher to get convince him for the fifth year. But I don't think the ten the ten year Patrick Mahomes should play a factor in it.
3: Quest, come on with it. Absolutely nothing. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and Dak Prescott are on two totally different globes. Uh, Correct. Patrick Mahomes, he's a -a once-in-a-lifetime talent, a transcendent talent. Dak Prescott, he's a game manager. Uh, I love the guy, been around him. I think he's a great leader. I think he makes great decisions when when his team places him in position, which makes him a – a past second team when they run the ball first and make him a play action quarterback and let him, him throw the ball into single coverage I think he's an amazing quarterback far as game changing I do not believe Dak has those uh, qualities and what they've said I think he should take the deal that the Cowboys offer him I feel like it's a great deal and I feel like it's something that he can benefit his career from
1: Right. right, but you, um, if, if I could, Quest, but you, you say it's a great deal. It is a great deal on, on, on uh, Jerry Jones's turn. but like I said, they say prove yourself. He he went out and proved himself. So he, he's only asking for a four-year deal because he wanted to be able to renegotiate, and they're just trying to say, no, you're going to do what we say. He already did what they said one time.
3: Okay, so with that being said, do you, you say he proved himself this year?
1: Yeah, I feel he's proved himself the whole time he's played. I mean, he's he's carried he's carried the Cowboys just like you say he's a game man. I think he's a little much more better than your um, categorization of a game manager. I believe the coaching staff was horrible, but I do believe he's a little better than just a game manager.
2: Corey, let me bring let me bring Corey in here. Corey, uh, you and I have gone back and forth about your Cowboys for the past twenty years, and. Um, you have said in one of our previous shows that you think that he should take the deal. Does that change at all, seeing what Patrick Mahomes just got?
0: No, man. Like Chris said, he's not on Patrick Mahomes level. Uh, in order to get that type of money, man, you got to have the intangibles. You got to have the the eye coordination, the arm. You got to be able to improvise. You got to be able to do all those things, and you got to be able to lead your team and win a Super Bowl. I love Dak Prescott, and I think he's done amazing. I think he gets better year after year. I can't wait to see what he does under this new regime um, without the offense being so bland and predictable as it's been. Uh, But, no, he doesn't deserve Patrick Mahomes' money. Um, Do I wish he would be able to get something like that? I'm going to say yes. And the reason I say yes is because of what I went back to earlier. Everybody's looking at the $503 million, but they're not looking at how the salary is structured and how it's actually helping the Kansas City Chiefs year after year to be right. able to re-sign their players. Dak signing this, if they give him this four-year deal, it's going to hamstring the Cowboys somewhat, man. It's, it's a lot of money uh, that's going to count against the salary cap. So in that sense, yes, I would love him to get a deal like that, but he's not warranted or he's, he's not the player that, that deserves it at this time. Go but ahead, the five, the five-year It's just one year
2: short. Repeat. Go, go ahead, Keith. Say that again.
1: No, I said the five-year deal is, is similar to the four-year deal. It's just one year short, so the amount of money is the same. I believe the uh, franchise tag has hurt the Cowboys more than it, um than the deal would hurt them.
2: Well, I, I don't, I don't know if I, I uh, agree with that. But what I will say um, about about Dak is this. I think he's a little bit more than a game changer. He kind of showed some of that last year. This is going to be the telling year if everything goes according to plan with the pandemic and all those things. But here's exactly what I'm talking about. When you have Amari Cooper, who is now your $20 million a year quarter, or uh, wide receiver, who sometimes can't catch a cold standing butt naked in the rain with no clothes on. Um, you also have the, the rookie, C.D. Lamb, but he's just that, a rookie. You have Michael. Oh, yes. You have Michael Gallup in his second year. They let Jason Witten go to the Raiders. He signed, or he signed with the Raiders. Blake Jarwin, who they also gave an extension to, and then you got that monster in the backfield. So it's all set. And then the offensive line, even though they're down a guy uh, from last year with Mister Frederick retiring due to the uh, to the disease, that offensive line is still one of the top three or four offensive lines in the league. So this is going to be the telling year for. Uh, for Dak and I I actually personally believe that this is going to happen. We have as of tape time, we have what? A week and a half? No, less than that, a week. Yeah, a week to go before that that that, that deadline is up. It ain't going to mm-hmm. get it ain't going to get done. And he's going to get franchised this year and he's going to get franchised next year. That's what's going to happen. So, when you look at it from the standpoint of his quarterback play, Okay, he last year, um, such as Patrick Mahomes. Last year, Patrick Mahomes was five and zero oh when the Chiefs were down by double digits. But here, Dak couldn't even get a game, uh, couldn't get a win against a team with a playoff or uh, with a uh, five hundred record or better. And then on top of that, you see the difference. You saw the difference between a twenty five million dollar a year quarterback and a fifty million dollar a year quarterback in the Super Bowl last year with Jimmy Garoppolo. And Patrick Mahomes Now I'm going to ask you guys this Let's start with you Keith Would you say that if you put Patrick Mahomes on one end of the spectrum And you put uh, Jimmy Garoppolo On the other end of the spectrum And you have like a sliding ruler Which end of that spectrum Will Dak be closer to Would it be closer to Mahomes Or would it be closer to Garoppolo
1: I would say uh, (laughs) Closer to Garoppolo I mean
3: I would say he's better than Garoppolo, but he would be closer to Garoppolo because I don't think he's in the class of Patrick Mahomes. Okay, Quest, what you got on that? He's closer to Garoppolo, and the reason why I say that is just—I mean, I—I I, place them in the same category. They're both really good quarterbacks, but I don't think their talent alone can win football games. I think Patrick Mahomes' talent by himself can win you several football games.
0: Corey, what say you? I agree with Quest, man. Um, he's more, I'm leaning more towards the Garoppolo side. Um, like, I think he's more than a game manager. I give him a little bit more credit than that. But I don't see Dak putting a team on his back and carrying the team to, to victory. Uh, maybe he can, maybe a game or so, maybe he can. But to be able to repeatedly be able to do it and to repeatedly be able to improvise and get yourself out of situations, to march your team down the field, I just haven't seen it out of him yet, so I got to go with Garoppolo.
2: Yeah, and one thing about Dak, though, too, I mean, to his credit, he doesn't take a lot of hits. Uh, You know, his rookie year, 13-3 and as a starter, 23 touchdowns, only four interceptions, but we know that whole thing was built behind Zeke. The next year, they actually uh, amped it up a little bit. That was with Zeke missing six games, so he actually threw one less touchdown and nine more interceptions, and he didn't have Amari Cooper at that point. Um, 2018, 10 and six went to the playoffs. 22 touchdowns, eight picks, and then last year an eight and eight record with uh, almost 5,000 yards passing, 30 touchdowns, and 11 picks. But we know that a lot of that had to do with the fact that they were down a great deal in some of those games, and to get back in it, you have to pass the ball all over the yard. So um, I, I, I I'm I didn't give it to y'all the way I thought I would, man. With you Cowboys, you know all this blue. Uh, On my screen and in my ear So let me just do that right now real quick If everything goes according to plan The Cowboys Will have One of the most high powered Offenses in the National Football League As we have about a minute minute And a half left to go in the segment Uh, They're going to have one of the high powered Offenses in the NFL But that defense is going to be very, very suspect. And they will not be able to hold water in a canteen, Keith. (laughs) (laughs) What say y'all about that with a minute left to go in the segment? Let's go.
0: Hurry up. Let's go.
1: I I say if you put up 27 points, our defense will be able to hold.
0: Nope. Corey, go. Like I told you before, man, first one to 50 wins.
2: This ain't fantasy league football. Okay. What, What are the Kansas City Chiefs? that now that's not even fantasy league that's like that's like that's like the whole Harlem Globetrotters of football they don't even they don't even play by rules man they can double triple you know travel all that stuff Quest what you got man 30 seconds left to go what you got
3: 30 seconds, I'm going to have to disagree. I really believe that they're going to have a, a good season. The offense is going to be really high power, but I think that the that, that defense is going to be a lot better than what people think. they got a great linebacking core with Jalen Smith and uh, Vander Ash and, and Sean. Sean Lee but what people really sleeping on they really got some pieces on the defensive line they got DeMarcus Lawrence they got Don Poe they got Jerry McCoy and and, and, uh, and um, Alden Smith they got Randy Gregory that's probably going to be back this year like I got it. it's, it's a, I really got a you. recipe for some uh, I monsters got, I gotta cut yeah, sh- gotta I got, put it
2: together I, got, I, I, I gotta cut yes. y'all I gotta cut y'all show we gotta pay these bills man thanks to Keith man for coming up and uh, coming on the Shakeback Sports Show man we appreciate it y'all come on back on the other side of the break we got some more sports talk WNBA What is going on Willie F.T. Jr. Shakeback Sports Show Mark and Huff Big day Corey Ellison man Y'all come on back And holler at us And we welcome you back To the Shakeback Sports Show Right here on The Big Game Christian Sports Network Mark and Huff What's going on What's going on Corey Ellison, what's happening? What's good, fam? To the dopest engineer in the game, big day, what's happening? Sports fans all around the globe, we just had a uh, resounding conversation with one of my good friends from high school. That was Keith Madison as he joined us on the BGC Sports Fork Talk Eatery Sports Hotline where the food is hashtag working delicious, talking some Dak and some Cowboys. Before we move any further in the final episode of the, or the final segment, of this episode, it is being brought to you by Fork Talk Eatery. Can't remember what a home-cooked meal tastes like? Want well, a meal just like mama's with Fork Talk Eatery will have your mouth smacking and your fork-talking. Find out more by calling 469-358-5241 or visit their Facebook page at Fork Talk Eatery and their Instagram, Instagram page at Fork Talk 3000 and place your orders today. Fork Talk Eatery, it is hashtag forking delicious all right fellas so now that we got the bills paid with that um we're going to get into a little bit of real life stuff um if you happen to have heard the latest edition of the hashtag brothers of baseball tune into the hashtag brothers of baseball show right here on the big game christian sports network twelves and sixes monday through friday with your boy william t jr bgc sports network so if you haven't heard that i encourage you to go out there and listen to it um but we still have some real life stuff to discuss and as uh, the WNBA is prepared to kick off huh, their season in a bubble, much like the NBA, much like the uh, Major League Soccer, um, and their minority owner, which I think is a, a, a kind of an oxymoron, um, their minority owner, Kelly Loffler, senator in Georgia, has come out and said, and she wrote a letter to the commissioner, I do not support the Black Lives Matter initiative um, with the NBA or the WNBA moving forward with um, promoting that. Now, let me preface this by saying a couple things. Number one, Senator Loeffler is up for re-election in her Senate, or for her Senate seat. She is a Republican from Georgia, which is more or less a red state. So the question had come out, Or the question was uh, was was kind of thrown out there. Was it a political statement? And you have people from all over the league saying various things about uh, Miss Loeffler, Mrs. Loeffler, rather, about how she does not uh, she her her statement does not fit the criteria or the characteristics of this league and I'm going to go ahead and get the boys two cents worth on this Uh Marquest and Huff as a player that has been in different leagues and played major college ball what goes through your mind when you hear a person of influence stating something that is really contrary to what your community is
3: for, for me it, it's, it's really disheartening I mean when someone that's has any stake in, in in a company as an owner, especially in a league that's that's full of color people, people of color? Uh, I think to make a statement like that, to be honest, I just think it's flat out racist. Because I mean, if you really truly understand what Black Lives Matters means, then I don't understand how you can be against it unless it's political. Which is, to me is it clearly is just like with Donald Trump and all the rest of those people's in that that little posse, but. I don't think it, I don't think it, it has a place in any sports. If you can't like take everyone's feelings in consideration and get behind a movement that actually means something for, for the people that if you're an owner, the people that there's going out there representing your team, then I don't think you need to be a part of the league. And that's just me honestly. And that's how I feel.
2: Corey, um, you, uh, I remember a few shows ago, you said you and London and Braden had gone to a March, um, and this obviously has come weeks after you guys did that. What does that say to you? Um as a person that has participated in some sort of in you know it's at some kind of a protest uh on whatever level it is, what does it mean to you when you hear this coming from this particular person who is a minority owner in a sports franchise, a, a professional sports franchise at that?
0: Man, for me it just seems like we're taking three steps forward but then there's always somebody that's trying to knock us back and she's definitely one of those people Uh, like I said um, since y'all's president got elected and the things that he's done and the things that he said people have become real comfortable with with showing their true colors Uh, they used to be hidden but because of him they really coming out and, and saying how they feel and like like Chris said, man, the majority of the WNBA is people of color, and these people of color are generating the revenue that you're getting paid from, or getting paid for. But yet, you don't want to support them. So what's the point of you even being in that position if you don't if you if you don't have any? Um, I don't even know how to say it, man. If you don't if you don't feel like this movement matters, then you need to remove yourself from that position. And you also need to remove yourself from that senate seat. But we know that ain't gonna happen because she's a Republican. She said it's a gang clout. But she probably does mean it. I'm sure she does. But she's trying to get reelected, so she's gonna do everything she can to try to get those people that don't believe in Black Lives Matter to help her generate more votes. So, I think it's stupid, man. It's just ridiculous. Like like Quest said, I think she's racist and I hope something is done about it, but, you know, we'll see.
2: Yeah, and she actually came out uh, on, I believe it was on Thursday, may have been Wednesday, and, um, you know, she said that uh, Black Lives Matter is a very divisive organization based on Marxist principles. Um, she said this is an organization that seeks to destroy the American principles, and she she said I had to draw the line. Well, that drawing the line statement reminds me so much of an episode of Bugs Bunny um, when he was in <laughs> in conflict with Elmer Fudd, not Elmer Fudd with Yosemite Sam. And he Bugs Bunny kept drawing a line. And, he, and, and, and Yosemite would step across it. He drew another one. He stepped across it. Until he drew that last line. And then what happened? He fell off of a cliff. So you might want to be careful what you ask for. Because you just might get it. And this actually comes on the heels. And I want to get y'all's quick take about this. This is not on the shakedown. But uh, anti-Semitic accusations from Philadelphia receiver... <laughs> Deshaun Jackson on his Instagram post. I'm not going to read it, but I really want y'all to really speak on it, especially you, Quest, being have been in, a, in, a, in an NFL locker room. I mean, when you say something like that, what would that do inside the locker room with your brothers who you go to battle with and who are you are dependent upon for your
3: livelihood? I mean, controversial statements like that can... It can really tear a locker room apart. It can divide it, and it really takes leadership in a locker room. I mean, most of the time, you know, leadership comes from veteran players and sometimes from uh, quarterbacks. And in the best locker rooms, you have great head coaches. Great head coaches that can address it, don't run from the situation, attack it head on, and get 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 in front of whatever you're saying. If I was Deshaun Jackson, whatever I said, I would get in front of it. If I, I misquoted or it was misinterpreted, I would make sure that what I was trying to say is clearly explained. So it would be no confusing, and, and especially with my teammates, my brother's the one that I'm going to go out there and go to war with.
2: Corey, what say you?
0: Yeah, man. Uh, you, can't, you can't make divisive uh, statements like that, man. Like you say, um those are th- those are brothers you go out on the battlefield with, man and um, when you say stuff like that, man, uh, people can start to to think differently about you. they could uh, start to act differently about you. and with you being a receiver, you know there could be a specific block that somebody's supposed to make mm. and they decide not to make it mm. because of what you said. So they're there to protect you on the field, so, same thing you said about Loffler man. You need to choose your words wisely with what you say and, and how you, you know, take your approach towards people. Because you never know what type of outcome that could lead to, you know, in the long run down the line. And kind of like what Quest said, man, you got to jump out in front of it. Kind of, I, I go back to Drew Brees, when he said what he said, he jumped out in front of it real quick and got it situated and got it handled and taken care of. And we haven't heard nothing else about that since. So he needs to take that same type of approach, man, and just make sure that what he's saying is what he said and he's explaining himself.
2: Yeah, and and I heard uh, Steven Jackson say something when it sounded like he was coming to his defense, um, which, you know, you can say what you want about that. Um, and then he came back came back and made another statement. But I want to go back to the uh, Atlanta Dream part uh, uh, subject for just a second. You had a couple of people that tweeted, um, and they actually added, at K. Loeffler, um Sidney Coulson, at Sid J. Coulson, let me be clear, we don't give a damn what you think. Cut all ties with the league. Stop giving your bigoted opinions about black affairs and to attend to your inside trading, sweetheart. Um, yeah, that, that's a strong statement. Uh, Brianna, uh, Brianna. Uh, I'm sorry, Brianna Stewart. She came out. She's at Brianna Stewart. How is she still an owner? Bye, Kelly. Keep that negative energy out of our league. So um, one of the Atlanta Dreams players, I, her name escapes me right now. I cannot think of what it was, but she actually is going to be joining uh, Maya Moore and not playing this year because they want to get out in front and and, and lead some charges and lead some momentum uh, on the front of Black Lives Matter. And again, you know, Black Lives Matter is not all is not only about political statements or political whatever, like some of the Republicans or liberals or whoever are trying to say. But this is a uh, this is you know, you want to talk about a divisive statement. Well, we, we, look, I, I'm not going to go into that right now. We have about three minutes left to go in the show. Um, I wanted to get you guys a uh, take on the Ivy League canceling all fall sports for 2020. Now, if you remember, um, the Ivy League was the first conference to cancel their tournament back during March Madness. Uh, Ivy League consists of Penn, NYU, uh, Hartford, Oh, I'm not Harvard, Harvard, Dartmouth, Dartmouth, and uh, of course, uh, um, uh, um, Princeton. Uh, yeah, Princeton and Yale. So obviously, those are some smart individuals out there, and they may know something that we don't. What's y'all's quick take about that, and do you think it's going to lead to other conferences following suit? Corey, go.
0: Uh, I don't think it will, man, to be honest with you. Um, those Ivy League schools they don't produce the amount of revenue that uh, these, these other schools produce sec, big 12, big 10, whatever you want to, whichever one you want to name. I, I think that has a lot to do with it. I just don't think they have the revenue to keep up with these other schools. So with them doing it, I can understand, but I don't think other schools are going to follow suit.
2: And with the Ivy league, if you look at it in terms of tiers, I think Ivy League would be, like, on a lower tier. The SEC, of course, all those big guys, the, the the Power Five conferences are the highest tier. And maybe even something like the Mountain West. Quest, that's where you play with Wyoming. Is that correct? Yes,
3: how, that is correct.
2: Yeah, so how do you think maybe a – I guess it would be considered like a mid-major. Do you think they will follow suit with something like that?
3: No, I, I, I do not think so. And the reason why I say that, because at the end of the day, people go to Ivy League schools to be smart. They go because they're super smart and, you know, like, it's very hard to get in there no matter how athletic I am. If I'm, like, educationally not qualified, I'm not getting in there. And they're more focused on the brain. Yeah. Some of these other schools, they generate most money, most of their money and revenue by athletics. And um, a school like Wyoming, we we also get most of our money through athletics. And it'll be hard for us to just... Come, just to shut out fall sports in general, because fall sports is really what gets you the most money. Just to think about this,
2: yeah. And, and we uh, we wanted wanted winding down the show. I wanted to get in here real quick. Uh, the Big Ten has come out and said that football will only be in conference only. And also Stanford, they've canceled or they've actually doing away with 12 varsity sports due to the pandemic and the uh, potential inability for them to generate any revenue. So a lot of things going down, man. And you can best believe that the NFL is looking at how all of these things are shaking out with these football squads and these conferences out there. So. All right. So that's going to wrap it up, man, for this edition of the Shakeback Sports Show for and Huff. Big day. Corey Ellison, this is Willie Epteen Jr. Come up, man. Come on up. On the other side is uh, my boy Donald Ware from Press Box to Press Row. So y'all make sure y'all stay tuned for that. We going to holler at y'all later, man. Peace out. Y'all be safe. Be cool and continue to hug and love each other. We out.